At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the 53-man roster is set, or is it? Plus, the depth chart predictions for week one and later, we answer your fan quesos next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports 4 Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon. But you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. We have the 53-man roster. It is in. Or is it? Because I'm fully anticipating some changes within this next week or so. Actually, a couple of names did surprise me on uh, who made the team. We'll talk about that, though. Uh, and there was one, actually, that, uh, that somebody got added to the COVID list. Fully anticipate them back. Actually, per Sean McVay, they will be back. So we'll talk about them as well. And then I'm going to give you guys my depth chart predictions. They do have a depth chart, an unofficial depth chart on therams.com. But uh, you know what? There, there's some gaps in it. And it's definitely not completely set here. So we'll talk about our prediction. You can give me your predictions, which is always okay. Uh, feel free, guys. Drop in some comments here. I had some, uh, some, some solid conversations this last week with people who disagreed with some of my cuts. The difference between me and some people, I'm not going to say you specifically if you were one of these people because I don't know you specifically. I don't know, I don't know your, your inner workings and how your brain works, but... I do know a little bit how my brain works, and I'm completely okay with being wrong. Like, I got some of these predictions wrong last week on my 53-man roster, but that's fine. It's fine. I trust the team, you know, what what happens if I don't trust the team? They're like, call me and be like, hey, man, we're going to change that because, you know, you said it, so <laughs> it's it's going to be all good. But, you know what, guys? I I'd thought about this right, at, right before I was going to start recording. Uh, it's been a minute since we've done a giveaway. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is we'll we'll go ahead and announce the giveaway right now, and this one will lead us into next week, which will be our week one preview. Officially, we'll get into the 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 regular season preview games and and shows and everything, which will be an absolute blast. I'm super excited for this season, guys, and there's a lot of reason to be excited if you're a, a fan of the Los Angeles Rams. We have not seen our starters yet. We have no idea what Matthew Stafford looks like as a Rams quarterback. All signs point to that it's at least an improvement over Jared Goff, who we do wish the best out in Detroit. All of us here at Ram Showcase, which is myself, <laughs> we all wish Jared Goff the best out there. But let's announce a giveaway. All I need from you guys is on the YouTube channel, on the YouTube video, what I need you guys to do is just comment what game you're most excited about. And you are entered into to uh, to win this contest. All right, uh, we'll figure out a prize pack. We'll figure out if it'll be multiple winners. But what we're gonna go ahead and do is is just you enter by telling me what game you're most excited about. Maybe it's a game you're going to. Maybe it's the first game because you're just jonesing for some Rams football. Maybe it's the first. Uh, maybe, maybe you're just excited because, you know, your, your family member is a fan of another team, and and that game just just gets your household hyped. You know, just go ahead and comment your favorite game, the game that you're looking forward to the most this season, and you will be entered to win in this next, uh, this, we'll announce the winner next week. But if you guys are only listening to me on the audio version, which would be either Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, wherever that's at, that one, th those, those comments don't count. You need to go to the YouTube channel. Make sure you guys, while you're there, might as well just subscribe and like or dislike the video, whatever is more honest for you, and then comment below what game you're most excited about this season. But, you know what? We just got some cuts in, and I'll be honest, guys. I missed on a, a good chunk of them here. Some of them, I, I, I kind of gave more credit to different positions. I was, I was allotting more people in different positions than other positions, 
that uh, the the Rams ended up actually keeping. Like they kept they kept three quarterbacks. I did not anticipate that at all. They kept only four cornerbacks, but six safeties. I didn't anticipate that at all. So I, I feel like that's backwards. But hey, you know what? We, our safeties kind of kind of play all over the place. So let's talk about some cuts. We had some cuts on Monday, which was uh, the day after the, or two days after the game. Sunday was a big recovery day for myself. <laughs> and if I'm being honest, Monday and Tuesday were kind of recovery days for myself as well. We partied kind of hard in Denver on Saturday, but I had an absolute blast. We'll talk about that game here in a minute. But we had some cuts come in on Monday, and that was cornerback Donovan Alumba, guard Jordan Meredith, guard Jeremiah Cologne, cornerback Bronte Harris, who I, I had uh, staying on the 53-man roster, and safety Troy Warner, and wide receiver Jeremiah Hadel. On the second day, uh, there's, uh, there was, this was actually the deadline day. And so we were kind of keeping a close eye on, there was a lot of things getting weird on this day. It was difficult to know what was going on about like an hour and a half before the deadline, the Rams are going out to practice. So I'm reading tweets about who's out there and who's not out there trying to get some kind of inkling of information so I could just know first. I don't know. I don't actually like, I didn't do anything with that information. I just wanted to know it as fast as I could. But uh, on day two, I'll just run through the names here. Uh, the list is full, is readily available online if you guys want to check it out. But we got wide receiver Landon Akers, running back Otis Anderson Jr., defensive tackle Eric Banks, who has been claimed off waivers, by the way, by the Chargers, so he is on their 53. Tight end Kendall Blanton, who I had on the roster. Uh, tackle Jordan or Chandler Brewer, excuse me. Defensive end Ernest Brown, who was a drafted rookie. Uh, defensive tackle Marquise Copeland, defensive end John Daka, cornerback Dante Dion, defensive back slash linebacker Jake Jervis, cornerback Tyler Hall. We met his father this last weekend. That was pretty cool. Wide receiver Tristan Jackson, linebacker Micah Kaiser, wide receiver JJ Koski, linebacker Justin Lawler, cornerback Kareem Moore, tackle Max Percher from Italy, and linebacker Christian Roseboom, who had an interception against the Broncos and is the metalhead of the team. but uh, And then we also had Coleman Shelton, who was added to the COVID list, and Xavier Jones, who was waived slash injured. So it looks like he'll require some surgery, but it looks like the Rams will be retaining him just in a different capacity. Some of the names that I got wrong, where Sheriff Joe Bags was wrong. Quarterback Bryce Perkins, I did anticipate him being a cut. Xavier Jones, I didn't anticipate him getting injured like that. Tight end, Kendall Blanton, he did get cut. I had him on the team. Johnny Munn, who I completely blew off last week and didn't even mention, so that is 100% my mistake. And then Bryson Hopkins, both of those gentlemen did stay. Wide receiver, Ben Skoranek stays, while wide receiver, Tristan Jackson, who I had making the team, has been cut. On the offensive line, Alaric Jackson, or AJ Jackson, stays. I had him being cut. And Shelton is on the COVID list, but he is expected to slip on in, and we'll see where that roster spot comes from when he does return. Defensive lineman Ernest Brown, I had him staying simply because he was a draft pick. I didn't anticipate that we would get rid of draft picks like that, but uh, this is actually now the third year in a row that the Rams have cut a draft pick. I saw one comment come in saying that why would we cut a draft pick? We drafted those guys for a reason. It's actually become a pretty regular thing that the Rams cut one of their draft picks, so we'll talk about that Next year, especially too, Eric Banks, uh, I had uh, staying, uh, who was cut as well. And then Jonah Williams and Michael, is it Hoyt? I kept see- hearing Hoyt. I pr- I've been saying hoped this entire, entire time. So, uh, But he stays as well as Jonah Williams, kind of loaded up on the defensive line there. And I also had Oboe and Terrell Lewis being cut, but they are going to stick around. Oboe will be added to the short-term IR and per McVeigh, he the way that he answered the question was yes, probably. So it's very likely that's going to go ahead and happen, that he'll be added to the short-term IR. And Terrell Lewis does stay, which I'm not sad about at all. Justin Lawler, however, did get cut. Justin Lawler had an awesome game against the Chargers in the first preseason game at SoFi Stadium. But after that, against the Raiders, as well as against the Broncos, had some trouble getting off blocks. So... If I would have made my selections after the Broncos game, because, of course, my timing of recording kind of handicaps me in certain ways with my schedule. So, unfortunately, I was not able to to pump out a podcast after that Broncos game. So I had to do it last week. But if I would have seen that Broncos game first, there would have been a couple of shifts in my predictions. And Justin Lawler would have been one of those. But you know what? Terrell Lewis staying doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I do remember saying last week that 
that Oboe and or Lewis could very well stay, and it ends up that they are both sticking around. Inside linebacker, I did nail all of those, including the Micah Kaiser cut, which I did get some heat for, but uh, he is added to the practice squad now, which will give that list uh, that we have currently right now. We do have a couple of slots open still, but uh, I did get all the inside linebackers correct. Just kind of toot my own horn just a little bit there. Not a big deal. And the cornerback, uh, the Rams only kept four. And so that one kind of got me there. Bronte Harris and Dante Dion is who I had the Rams staying. I did consider them wrong picks because that is technically the case. But Dion is going to stick around on the practice squad. But I thought Bronte Harris played really well. I thought that he did enough. But only keeping four, it makes sense. It makes sense that with the Rams only keeping the four cornerbacks, that Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, David Long Jr., and Robert Rochelle would be those guys. And those were who I had as my top four. But... Not going to take credit on that one. That is technically a wrong prediction. And then uh, at the safety spot, uh, the Rams kept six. I did list uh, J.R. Reed under the the cornerback area. So technically, I did get that one right. Uh, that's simply because I've been seeing him play on the outside. He's been playing a lot of areas in the in the preseason. I did get called out on it, which is totally acceptable. You guys are allowed to do that. Sometimes I'm wrong. It happens. But J.R. Reed does stick around. I did predict five corners. Uh, which I did get all five uh, of those correct, but then you just add in J.R. Reed, who I also did have making the team. So, oh wait, no, I think I had him as a cut. I lied. So, uh, so, so I almost correct there, but not entirely. Uh, Nick Scott will be sticking around as well as Juju Hughes. So that's actually pretty cool. Juju Hughes had an awesome preseason, and uh, Nick Scott has been making some some really good strides as far as the his his involvement like it kind of evolving from just a special teams guy he was brought in specifically by bones we've heard the story before if you guys haven't bones basically let him know like you are not going to go undrafted we will take you if you're still there uh you're not going to make it through all the way through the draft and and it did it did end up happening that he does he did come to the rams but bones was the guy he was the 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 captain of that party ship and Nick Scott's still around and has been able to to improve his talents on that defensive side of the ball so it's a huge plus to be able to keep him around I was a little bit worried that he would go somewhere else and then just be like a baller out there somewhere else which you never want to see especially the guys that we like guys like Nick Scott who who uh you know we we don't want to see them leave and, and and crush us later on so it's good that they can just crush others with us you know what I mean and then uh, special teams, I did correct uh, correctly pick all of those. Although I, I mean, admittedly, I, I will say that there was there was a big chunk of time there over the weekend, especially after the game, that it was like, okay, no, Bajorquez might really get this job. And you know, I did I did lock in the prediction as Hecker, but uh, there was a there was a big chunk of time there where I was not necessarily confident in that selection at all, and. You know, there's there's some people that aren't necessarily too happy about this, but I'll be honest with you guys. Johnny Hecker's still an awesome punter, and he's still one of the best in the league. You can look at his last year's numbers that that he was, you know, one of the worst, or it was his worst career season, anything like that. But you can also take a look and say that that was his worst, probably his worst special teams coordinator that he's had in his NFL career. That changes this year. I think a lot of things go into it, and it's not just. You know, the averages, uh, some people will only look at stats. If you're a box score watcher, that's awesome. That is one way to evaluate players, but that doesn't give you the whole story. So Johnny Hecker having a lower average than he's had in his entire career. Yes, that is true. Technically, you can say that he had his worst career uh, worst season of his career. But more realistically, if you watch the games, you watch how it was unfolding. Those averages were getting dented by poor coverage. Uh, you know, it's just there's a lot of different factors that go into it. So if you can watch box scores. And that is a good way to evaluate, but it does not give you all of the information. Watching the game unfold with your eyeballs will give you the most accurate information. Uh, and so to see Johnny Hecker stay, not sad about it one bit. If Corey would have been the guy, then I would have I would have been rooting for Corey. But either way, you know what? I just want the guys that are here and still rocking the horns on their helmets. I want them to kick all the butt cheeks. All right, everybody else can piss off really <laughs> they're fine like they can just get out of here but you know uh we got these guys now johnny hecker sticks around so let's go johnny what the heck man that's some good stuff as far as surprises i did list list micah kaiser here and that's simply because leading up to these cuts and leading into the game and everything i was getting kind of some heat about p- predicting micah kaiser people were like he's a starter last year why would you predict him as a cut that makes no sense sheriff joe bags you're an idiot that's a direct quote, but you know he is he is now gone. So I, I would say that I list this as a surprise 
for those people, I guess, because it, it not necessarily it didn't necessarily surprise me, especially seeing your linebacker Micah Kaiser, who was who was playing in the fourth quarter of your final preseason game, and he's out there for every snap. That's also a big tell sign that you can just like that you can just kind of see from there. It's like, oh, this guy's probably he's probably not hanging around, but he is on our practice squad. And then I also put Justin Lawler. Like I said just a minute ago, he did play really well against the Chargers. Had an absolutely awesome game. Had a sweet presser right afterwards where he got kind of like emotional about it and was having a good time and stuff like that. But, you know, I I, I mentioned it on the show that I didn't remember seeing Justin Lawler against the Raiders. Turns out I rewatched it again for the third time. And, of course, he was out there. I saw his number pop out right away. He was on the opening drive. I saw him. I was like, oh, of course. But he didn't do anything. He was having trouble with getting off any block. He was not around the football on like really at the end of any of the plays. A couple of them, yeah, but it he seemed to struggle. And then I was kind of keeping an eye out in Denver. Like I said, guys, kind of partied pretty hard that one. It was a preseason game. Knew I was going to watch it again later on on uh, on the TV. And so I wasn't paying super close while I was there. But then again, watching watching it again uh, on the on the broadcast version of it. Definitely still just had some trouble, man. Just just having trouble getting off those blocks. So, you know, he comes back on, on the practice squad, and hopefully he can get it done. Speaking of the practice squad, let's take a look at it. We got wide receiver wide receivers Landon Akers and J.J. Koski making it to the practice squad. Running back Otis Anderson Jr., who I do hope someday makes to makes it to the, the active roster, man. I, I've been excited to see this guy. Uh, you know, if you've been watching Ram Showcase this offseason, you know the second he was signed, I was super pumped about it, super excited. He was not able to get on offense in the first two preseason games, was able to get some offensive action against the Denver Broncos. Didn't necessarily do anything super explosive or anything like that, but I do I do really believe that he is on the practice squad because we've really suffered three major injuries at the running back position. And I like Otis Anderson Jr., but I mean, let, I, let's... Let's just call it what it is. He's not better than Cam Akers. He's not better than Xavier Jones. And uh, he's also, who is a, why am I blank? Raymond Calais. Uh So I, I think he's got that potential to be up there. He's got to keep working, man. And uh, you know what? Now he's got the chance to do that on the practice squad. He's going to stay in front of those coaches' eyeballs, which is great. And uh, hopefully he can keep on progressing. Tight end Kendall Blanton also brought back on the practice squad. I do anticipate him coming up at some point. Uh, maybe it'll be for injury, whatever, but, uh, he is, he is a very athletic tight end and brings a lot to the table, but the Rams do have four on the roster right now. Offensive linemen that are on the practice squad, Chandler Brewer, Jeremiah Cologne, and Max Percher. Max Percher does not go against our numbers here because he is part of that international player, uh, deal where he's basically a non-exempt deal. Like it, he doesn't count towards the 16 of the practice squad. Rams are at 14 right now. That includes Percher. So really the Rams have three slots open for the practice squad, but Percher doesn't ca- count against that. Chandler Brewer, he's kind of been around a little bit. Jeremiah Cologne also been around a little bit last couple of years or so. These guys have kind of bounced on and off the roster. On the defensive line, the Rams did keep Marcus Copeland on the practice squad, as well as Ernest Brown, the fourth who is a drafted rookie. Like I said earlier, the Rams have cut one drafted rookie over the last three seasons. It just so happened to be Ernest Brown this time. I don't necessarily think that it's because Ernest Brown was doing a bad job or anything like that. I just think that the Rams defensive line is actually pretty deep. And I know a lot of outside fan bases like to say that the Rams are very top heavy. I don't necessarily see that. Uh, I I would say at quarterback, the Rams are extremely top heavy. I don't hate the Wolf and I don't hate Perk, but I would say that Matthew Stafford is 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 quite a bit ahead of those guys at the moment. And at running back, I think we're pretty pretty level. At wide receiver, I think we're really level. I like our our depth on the offensive line. We were going too deep at every spot there. You know, I I really don't see the top heaviness of it. I because even if you look at cornerback, you know, with Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams, I think that David Long Jr. brings a lot to the table, and I also think that Robert Rochelle has a really sweet opportunity to keep progressing and become a very talented player in this league. So, uh, I I don't know if that I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm the the too close to it. Maybe I'm just kind of seeing it from like right here. Maybe if I'm looking at this ant right here, and it's it's like man, this guy's killing it over here and then you back up and you're like oh okay it's just like a piece you know what I mean like it's not a big deal but you know maybe I'm just a little too close to to the Rams to see for see it for what it is and I'm not going to say that this team is 
best roster in the NFL. I, th- I like our roster. I think it's very strong, but there's some very strong rosters out there. I think that there's some, uh, you know, I would say a cornerback and at defensive tackle or wherever Aaron Donald lines up is is really the only spots where I would confidently say that we have the best players in the NFL at those spots. Everywhere else, I would say that there's at least one other player on a different team where I could say that that guy's better than us. So it's not me trying to be super biased or anything like that. I just I just don't see it that the Rams are top heavy. I really don't. I know that Colin Cowherd says that, so maybe it's just regurgitated information. That happens a lot in the sports world from fans, but hey, it happens. Uh, on the... For the defensive backs, we got Dante Dion, Kareem Orr, and Tyler Hall, who stick around on the practice squad. Dion, you know, I'm not sure what he needs to do to make this roster. Uh, I, I think that he's been he's been so good for the Rams locker room, and you know, he's he's a feisty player. He gets after it. I, I don't know what else he needs to do to be able to be able to make this team. You know, it's it's one, he's one of those guys where uh, like maybe. I, I feel like he's a lot better than he gets credit for, is Dante Dion. Uh, Kareem Moore played a lot lower than I expected him to coming, uh, coming from the Tennessee Titans. He didn't do what I thought he was going to be able to do coming into this season, but he does come back to the practice squad, so let's see if he can keep on working. And then Tyler Hall, who the Rams did claim off waivers from the Atlanta Falcons, who actually, you know what? I was When I rewatched the Broncos game, uh, and I was watching in, into the second half and everything, Tyler Hall was at the end of every single play. Dude was attacking, man. Even on, like, he was coming in on blitzes. He was reading the run and attacking. I was liking what I was seeing out of Tyler Hall. It's just unfortunate that we really only got to see him in that final game that, that, he, like, that he was able to really pop. And so I think that that helped him a lot to make it to the practice squad. But you know what? Tyler Hall is actually a guy that I'm kind of keeping my eyes on. And this is not me saying this because I like I, we met his dad. I took a picture with him and stuff like that. It has nothing to do with it. I think that Tyler Hall, his his explosiveness on like attacking the play, that is something I love in a defensive back, in a cornerback. I love that. So, yeah, that's that's why I'm kind of up in Tyler Hall right here. But he does stick around, limited capacity. Hope he doesn't take uh, get taken off our practice squad by another team. And then at linebacker, the Rams do keep Justin Lawler and Micah Kaiser at that spot. Both of these gentlemen have been around wearing horns on their helmets for the last few years. You know what we're going to do here? Uh, we're going to take just a quick break here. Actually, you know what? Before we hop into our break, let me just give you a quick little season preview. All right. I've done this before, even with some of these exact stats, but I just wanted to, to reiterate a little bit. Uh, just some milestones that we could be seeing this upcoming season. So wide receiver Robert Woods, he is currently 11th all-time in Rams history in receiving yards with 4,070. He is one yard behind Marshall Falk. And then one more receiving yard, and Robert Woods is a top 10 receiver all-time for the Rams. He is 15th in touchdowns all-time. He is at 19. He does need eight to get into the top 10. That is very realistic. Wide receiver Cooper Cup is 14th all-time in yards, 3570. And he is 20, 21 yards behind Harold Jackson for 13th overall. And he is, uh, Cooper Cup is 13th in touchdowns with 24. So he needs 10 touchdowns this season. Uh, that would put him in ninth. So I, I think a 10 touchdown season for Cooper Cup feels super real, uh, especially with uh, the, the connection that he's been able to get with Stafford so far. Sounds like 10 could be a very real possibility. That would get him up to ninth all time. Tight end Tyler Higby. I've been lying by the way, I don't know why in my brain Tyler Higby had under 1,000 career yards. He's under 2,000, but it's close. He's at 1,927. That is 29th all-time in Rams history. Would need 595 to enter into the top 20. That sounds real as well. Running back Daryl Henderson, he is 44th in Rams history in rushing yards all-time, 771. A 1,000-yard season, which we could see from him. The addition of Sony Michelle does kind of impact that, that a little bit. But uh, that would put him 23rd all-time if he was able to get to 1-7-7-1. And defensive tackle Aaron Donald, he is 5th all-time in Rams history in sacks at 85.5. He is 2 behind Leonard Little and just a sh- just a, just a touch, just 74 behind Deacon Jones all-time. And you know what? Deacon Jones numbers, it's not even real. His is way higher up there. He'd probably be like highest all-time if, if uh, during his entire career— we counted sacks because he's the one that coined the term sack. And the way he described it, it was like putting the entire offense in a sack and beating it with a baseball bat, which I love, by the way. That's my favorite. 
uh, some single season records uh, for you guys just to keep uh, to, to keep in the back of your head. Uh, passing yards for the Rams, uh, 4,830. That was Kurt Warner in 2001 passing touchdowns. Kurt Warner threw 41 in 1990, uh, 1999. Uh, rushing yards in a single season, Eric Dickerson, 2105. Never done before. And uh, that happened in the 84 season. Rushing touchdowns was Dickerson and Falk uh, with 18. Dickerson did it in 83. Falk did it in 2000. Receptions in one season for the Rams. 119, that was done by Isaac Bruce in 1995. Receiving yards, 1995 for Isaac Bruce with 1,781. What a season for Bruce. And receiving touchdowns, uh, Elroy, crazy legs, Hirsch. With 17, that was done in 1951. But let's go ahead and hop into a quick break. On the other side, we are giving you our depth chart predictions. Don't go anywhere. You're the kind of person who makes a difference at work. So why not work on something that makes a difference? At Zooks, we're looking for collaborative, inquisitive people who can help us achieve our mission. Safer, cleaner, more enjoyable mobility for everyone. Come build the future at Zooks. Find out more at zoox.com slash careers. So the Rams are now at their 53-man roster, but I do anticipate some changes here. We, we heard that Coleman Shelton is on the COVID list. He is not currently against that, that 53. Uh, we also didn't even discuss that the Rams traded Corey Bajorquez to the Packers, uh, it was Bajorquez and a seven to uh, the Packers for a six. So, you know what? It's wild to me that we were able to pull off a move for a punter when we were just going to cut him. So, <laughs> so I mean, hey, it's all good. We were able to pull out something for him. We we just turn a six into a seven, uh, and, and we were going to get rid of him anyway. So it worked out that way. But we got our depth chart to talk about. Like I said earlier uh, in the first half of the show here is that that we do have an unofficial depth chart that is currently listed on the the Rams website, but it kind of looks like what happened there was that's the same one we've been seeing, and then they just like removed all the people who were just cut. So unfortunately, it's very incomplete and extremely inaccurate. All right, so that one is not very helpful for you guys. But let me give you my prediction, and feel free to play along at home here and drop yours in the comment section below. But at the quarterback position, I'm gonna go ahead and say. Bold, bold, bold here. Matthew Stafford gets the start, and John Wolford is number two. Of course, Bryce Perkins sitting at that number three spot. I do anticipate him being inactive for most games as long as he does stick around. I do think it's very real that the Rams could make a move using Bryce Perkins, and that could have been one of the reasons that they retained him right now is to maybe turn him into something different and not like not like transform him in any way, but like, Try to 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 wiggle wiggle out some picks, maybe. Or if you see a player that you kind of like, you can package him with some picks to a team that might need a backup, and then you can get somebody in that that you feel really good about. But I was a little bit surprised to see the Rams go with three because I, ultimately I do think it's unnecessary. He's not going to be active on game days. He is kind of just, in my opinion, eating up a roster spot for other people. Although Bryce Perkins, he was very exciting preseason quarterback. But let's not pretend. Like, he's battling for Stafford's job right now, okay? He's very exciting. I like what he's doing, and I hope he keeps progressing. He's made some pretty big strides already. But, you know what? Matthew Stafford and the Wolf, ahoo, are our guys. At the running back spot, at number one, I've got Daryl Henderson, two, Sony Michelle, and then behind them would be Jake Funk. I do think that we see a pretty decent rotation here. I fully anticipate that Sony Michelle, as well as Jake Funk, well, we'll get in on the offensive side of the ball against the Chicago Bears opening weekend. At tight end, I got the Rams starting Tyler Higby, followed by Johnny Mutt, followed by Bryson Hopkins, followed by Jacob Harris. The reason that I have Jacob Harris sitting at four right now is mainly because he's a rookie right now, and we know what Sean McVay does with rookies, which is really nothing. He doesn't really use them a whole lot. But also his comments in his press conference made it sound like he is really excited for Jacob Harris this year to be a member of the special teams unit. So I do anticipate that Higby and Munt will be getting the bulk of the play there. At the wide receiver spot, I don't feel confident saying really any of these names except for the top three 
because I think we see a pretty decent rotation with guys playing in multiple spots. Vote number one is Robert Woods, two, Cooper Cup, and then, of course, they'll just be the outside guys. Deshaun Jackson, I, I think we'll see in a lot of different places. Uh, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, I think they're going to be the, the, the guys who kind of come in and, and relieve some of the, those, those top guys. And then Ben Skoranek, I think, also kind of plays that role, although he is still currently hurt. On the offensive line, this is going from left to right for your starters, is going to be Andrew Whitworth, David Edwards, Brian Allen, Austin Corbett, and Rob Havenstein. Rob Havenstein, by the way, if you're watching, Rob, I don't know why you would be, but if you are, actually, I do know why you would be. This is an incredible Rams show, but if you are, thank you so much for your glove. I appreciate that. It's big old glove. Makes my hand look like a child's, but that's pretty fun. Got that in Denver. Uh, but that is my left to right there. And then uh, Bobby Evans, Joe Nopum, A.J. Jackson, Tremaine Ankrum, and then uh, Coleman Shelton. I think uh, Shel- Shelton will really be the, the backup center. But it would also make sense that if Brian Allen goes down, that Corbett would shift over and then Shelton would come in at right guard or somebody else would come in at right guard, whether that be Bobby Evans, who I think played a lot better especially when he was at, at right tackle in the fourth quarter against the Denver Broncos, was playing really w- good football there. I think he's a better tackle than he is a guard. I really do. I think he, he performs a little bit better against those edge guys than those uh, defensive tackles in the middle. But I think we'll see a lot of shifting here as far as the backups go, and we do got some versatility there. Bobby Evans can't play guard and tackle. Joe Nopum can't play guard and tackle. A.J. Jackson can't play guard and tackle. Tremaine Ankrum, guard and tackle. Coleman Shelton, Garden center. So it kind of works out that way. Uh, and then Austin Corbett as well, who's a starter, he could also play that center role as well. But Brian Allen, he's pretty much locked in. He is a center. But hearing some very, very positive things. So Brian Allen was originally one of my cuts. That was weeks ago before preseason even started. And then what we've learned, uh, he's now a starter, and, and I feel good about that. On the defensive line, I'm going with Aaron Donald, Sebastian Joseph Day, and I do list Sean Robinson, although he is hurt right now and is antici- anticipating being out for a few weeks. But we could see uh, Jonah Williams play that spot. We could see Greg Gaines maybe come in. He has starting experience there. Uh, I would hope that he would start the season a lot stronger, stronger than he started the season last year. He did, however, get better as the season went on. And I would love, personally, just to see Bobby Brown gig him. And at the linebacker spot, at outside linebacker, I'm going with Leonard Floyd and Justin Hollins. Based on the comments from Raheem Morris, though, the Rams' defensive coordinator, it does sound like Terrell Lewis really could be getting this start here. Uh, Oboe will be looking at short-term IR, so we'll be missing him for a few weeks. And then I think Chris Garrett gets in pretty rotational uh, as far as the outside linebackers go. But I do still currently at this time have Justin Holland sitting there. At inside linebacker, I'm listing Kenny Young and Troy Reader. I have that listed for now. I do think that Ernest Jones eventually takes that over. And I fully anticipate that Traven Howard does get plenty of playing time in a rotational role. But Kenny Young, I'm real big on Kenny Young. I'm I'm a fan of Kenny Young. I think that he's shown some really strong improvements over this last year or so, and I'm looking for that to keep on going. At cornerback, we know that your top guys are going to be Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams. David Long Jr. looks to be rocking the slot, but we'll also see Jalen Ramsey in the slot a lot as well. So Robert Rochelle, I think we'll get in there a lot because, of course, I mean, when you only have four corners, they're probably all going to play a decent amount. But Robert Rochelle, I'd like to see him on the outside while Ramsey's inside. I want to see Ramsey outside for sure. I want to see him on the ones. I want to see David Long outside because uh, he seemed to be already like slotted in at the at slot <laughs> uh, for uh, for the bulk of his career already. At safety, we got Jordan Fuller and Taylor Rapp as your starters. I'm predicting Taylor Rapp to start there, but I don't think that that lasts. And this not I'm not trying to bash Taylor Rapp because I want him to play well. The only thing that I've seen is just, just I, I thought that we would see more progression by now. So I'm not trying to bash Taylor Rapp. That is not the intention at all. Uh, I just thought that where he was his rookie season, I thought we would see bigger jumps. So you know what? Maybe maybe that's that's my bad. Maybe maybe my own expectations of Rapp I think would maybe set a little high. And if if and if you're short of any expectations at all, it's just like this guy sucks. You know what I mean? So. That's not the intention here, uh, but I do think that Terrell Burgess has the chance to to do what he did last year again, which was take reps away from Taylor Rapp, and then 
when Burgess got hurt, Rapp started coming back in. I do expect to see Nick Scott out there a lot, though. Nick Scott's made some great strides on that uh, on the defensive side of the ball. No longer just a special teams guy. He was brought in to be just a special teams guy. He's now a great defender. Juju Hughes all over the place in in preseason. Fearless. Those open field tackles were real crispy. Loving that one. And then J.R. Reed, who I think will get in uh, mainly on special teams. And uh, we, we'll talk about the, uh, the the special teams real fast. I don't have it written down, but obviously we know Johnny Hecker, Matt Gay. But uh, right now, the Rams actually have their punt returner on the website on the unofficial depth chart listed as Cooper Cup. I don't expect that to hold. I think that we'll see Tutu Atwell there. I think that Tutu will probably be our, our kick and punt returner. He was back there a lot, and he's got that speed. He had one against Denver. It was a it was a punt return where he kind of hit it, and I think I don't think that he was ready for that defender to be as agile. Uh, like the way that he made the cut, I, I I'm betting money here, and I that doesn't make any sense because we'll never be able to prove it. But I'm I'm betting if that was a college player, that move would have gotten him. But this is the NFL, and every single one of these guys is absolutely insane. So I mean the the difference between the best. Uh, NFL team and the worst NFL team very slim so I think that Tutu kind of had those moments a little bit a couple of times where he realized that his moves and his speed and stuff like that while electric not to the same uh, it doesn't have the same potency in the NFL as it did in college Uh, so well I I do anticipate uh, Tutu taking a lot of those reps Let's take a look at the rest of the West real fast. Uh, I didn't go into uh, any big name cuts or anything like that. If you guys would like some more information on uh, some of some of the other NFC West teams, uh, we did again do an NFC West roundtable. I will leave that link in the description below. It was this time on the CG Ruthless Sports Channel. Next week, we'll be back on the AZ Sports Channel, uh, the AZ Sports Fan. And then I think that I'm taking back over after that one. So we'll be uh, week one preview on the AZ Sports Fan. And then I think we'll, I'll get the week two one. We rotate who hosts. So uh, make sure you guys check that one out if you guys want some more uh, cut talk for the, the rest of the NFC West divisions or uh, teams. But the Arizona Cardinals were scheduled to play at the New Orleans Saints this last weekend. That game was canceled. The Saints will also be hosting the Green Bay Packers at TIA. TIAA Bank Stadium. That's where the Jacksonville Jaguars play their games. So uh, with that whole hurricane that's coming in and just ripping things apart out there, uh, or did rip things apart out there, uh, looks like Superdome made it made it through okay. But uh, of course, you know there was some some damage there, and and our thoughts uh, definitely go out to everybody affected by Ida. Now, that's some rough stuff, man. Almost to the day of Katrina too. Just just horrible stuff. So. Uh, I don't know how I can help. If I can, let me know. I don't know how I can help out here in Colorado, though. Uh, But that game was canceled, so they did not play one. In week one, the Arizona Cardinals will take on the Tennessee Titans. We'll talk a little bit more about that and and their their, uh, their, odds and stuff like that going into next week uh, at the Tennessee Titans. So very tough game for the Arizona Cardinals to open with. Uh, For the final preseason game, the Seahawks hosted the Chargers. The Seahawks won that one 27-0. And for their first game, Seattle heads out to Indianapolis. So uh, they're taking on the Colts. Looks like Carson Wentz could be healthy for that one. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, Seattle, uh, they're an interesting team this year. I'm really curious to see what they do. Indianapolis, though, not a bad team. Not bad football squad, that's for sure. And then for your 49ers, not your 49ers, their 49ers, they did host the Raiders in their final preseason game. That was a 34-10 victory for the 49ers, their first uh, game for the season is at the Detroit Lions. So Jared Goff getting a familiar foe and Michael Brockers as well, getting some familiarity uh, with with who their opponent is. Brad Holmes, the new GM out there, who I, I miss dearly, as well as Aubrey Pleasant. Uh, they, they've definitely become almost a, almost a little bit of a vague Rams North. And, you know, I'm kind of keeping just an eye on them, you know, just because I want to see how they do because they're out there biting off kneecaps and stuff like that. We're not doing any of that. Is Jared Goff, is that what he needed? Did Jared Goff need somebody to bite off a kneecap? Is he going to be biting off kneecaps? Is he bite kneecap guy off? You know what I mean? (laughs) Is he a guy who bites off kneecaps? I don't know. I, I don't I never thought that about Jared Goff. But you know what? Maybe Dan Campbell, maybe that's the coach he needed. It sounds Sounds like he's excited out there. Sounds like he's still a little bit bitter about the uh, the divorce between him and the Rams. But hey, we're still uh, we're still cheering him on. At least I am. Um, hope he does well out there. 
And then uh, the Rams are actually your only only NFC West team who will play at home in week one, opening against the Chicago Bears at SoFi Stadium Sunday night football, which is going to be crispy. If you guys are going to go to this game, you guys have not seen SoFi with your own eyeballs yet, man, once that sun goes down, that stadium is even more beautiful, man. Those lights, that screen lights up the entire place. Oh my gosh, guys, I can't even explain it. I was there for the Chargers game. I'm sure you guys know that by now. If you, if you're Unless you're new, I was at the Chargers game, and that was unreal, absolutely unbelievable, uh, just super cool. Um, before we head into our break here, let's take a quick look back on this last preseason game that the Rams did have, though, at the Denver Broncos. And uh, the Rams did. Uh, they ended their preseason in Denver last week. I'll throw up some pictures uh, of me and my friends partying. <laughs> my buddy Aaron flew out, and it was a great time. We met up with uh, some some great dudes out here as well in in Colorado. I mean, some some awesome guys. Some meeting for the first time. Some that I've known for a little while. James known for a while. Travis met officially for the first time. Uh, let's. I'm trying to th- trying to remember, guys. It's uh, it was a weird long weekend and had. A lot of beers, guys. Lots of beers. Started early, kept on going, and it was it was one of those. But um, also, by the way, guys, if you guys were up there and you guys happened to run into me uh, in some capacity at all, every single person who told me, by the way, that they already listened to my show when I was trying to get people to listen to my show, every every single one of you guys, you guys have no idea how awesome that makes me feel. I uh, that that's one of the coolest things ever to hear uh, to to know that. You know, I sit in here in my apartment and talk about the L.A. Rams for about an hour, and the fact that that reaches people and, and has some kind of impact, some kind of lasting impact where you remember who I am, that is un- unreal to me. Uh, so thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Everybody who listens and hangs out and and uh, soaks this in and, and participates everything, like genuinely, I, I appreciate you guys. So thank you guys so much. Everybody I met was super awesome. Met so many incredible fans out there. Met Mr. B, who was up in Wyoming. I don't know if he would want me to say <laughs> say anything else about him, but super cool guy out uh, out there, and hoping uh, it's hoping to connect with him again. But you know, so it's just some really cool people. If you guys are one of them, hit me up, guys. Let's uh, you can hit me up on socials and stuff like that. Uh, but it was uh, that that will never get old to me is uh, trying to give somebody one of my cards and they're like, oh, I already listened to you, man. I've listened to you for years. Like that is unreal. Anyway, getting back to the game. The Rams did lose their final preseason game in Denver. It was a score of 12-17. to 17. Almost got there at the end. Uh, Bryce Perkins played the entire game but was not able to punch it in there at the very end. Had a pretty decent shot to Tristan Jackson. Uh, unfortunately, the coverage was really strong. Uh, but the Rams do end 0-3 in preseason. Uh, but they've o- they were only outscored by a total of 13 points. So these are our backups. These are our third stringers. You know, the Broncos did start their starters. And they were having a really hard time against our backups, so that kind of made me feel a little bit good too. Is that like if the Rams were in there with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Jordan Fuller and you know some of these other guys, Kenny Young and and, and some of our wide receivers, Woods, Cup, Jackson, Stafford in there, stuff like that, then I think we would have lit them up absolutely because they, I mean, their ones were struggling against our our twos and threes. And it was a one-point game at halftime, which was where we really saw their starters. So, not sad about that part at all. Does suck to lose games, but hey, these games don't count. And I'll, I'll ask you guys in week five, if you guys remember the scores of any of these games, chances are some of you guys will. Some of you guys are, are those guys who, who will remember those scores, and that's totally fine. Chances are, though, most of us are going to forget. I'll probably forget. I'll, I won't remember that it was a 12 to 17 game. I don't remember the other scores of the preseason games that I've been to. I don't know the score of the Chargers game that I was at. I don't remember that one. So, I mean, we'll forget pretty soon. But, you know, the game ends and now we're 0 0. Uh, again, the team played no clear cut starters and we got in some really strong evaluations. So, uh, like I said earlier, if I did my cup predictions after the Denver Broncos game, I think I would have made some edits there. But that's not how it worked out, and I stand by it. So, <laughs> so what can you do? Uh, let's see, three preseason games and two joint practices. So the Rams really got some some good work in, and that's those joint practices. We had one against the the the, the Cowboys, and we had one against the Raiders. That's where Sean McVay really likes to evaluate his starters, and that's where the starters get some good reps in. And then you don't have it in necessarily a game situation, so it's a little bit faster 
You can get those reps in a little bit quicker. So I think it is easier to evaluate in that situation there. And it's not like the other team's going to lay down. Bryce Perkins took this took every single snap at quarterback in the final two preseason games and was able to earn a job on this roster. Is is he um, the next coming of our next greatest quarterback of all time? Maybe, but may, may, maybe not. Okay, he's overall still pretty inconsistent. Has a, a a ball that he needs to still work on a little bit, but has made a lot of a lot of strides and has gotten a lot better over these last couple of weeks. But there's still a lot of work to be done on on Perk which I don't know if you would appreciate that nickname or not, but I'm going to stick with it. I don't care. And, uh, you know, I don't know if he's, if I, I wouldn't say that he's that close to overtaking the wolf. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and hop into our break here on the other side. We actually don't have a game preview to talk about, but we will get into your fan quesos. So don't go anywhere. You're the kind of person who makes a difference at work. So why not work on something that makes a difference? At Zooks, we're looking for collaborative, inquisitive people who can help us achieve our mission. Safer, cleaner, more enjoyable mobility for everyone. Come build the future at Zooks. Find out more at zoox.com slash careers. Welcome back in Rams fans. We got our fan casels here, which is sponsored by Shouse Customs. Make sure you guys check out the link in the description below to get all the sickest stuff ever. I'm sure Shouse Customs will be the one doing our giveaway. I don't see why not. I basically just let him know, hey, we got a winner. And he's like, all right. <laughs> so make sure you guys check that out. If you guys also want some t-shirts, I think he's doing that again, which is really cool stuff. But you got some Ram Showcase merch that you can get as well, which is super cool. He was actually telling me, and whoever you are, I don't know who you are, but I, I just want you to know that I appreciate you, is uh, somebody had uh, somebody had won something, and the logo that they selected for their winnings, this is completely un-Ram Showcase related, they picked the Ram Showcase logo. So whoever you are, just know you're the absolute man. You're the champion. So big fan, big fan. But uh, before we get into our fan case, was here, time to pay the bills. Uh, but if uh, if you guys listen to me regularly, you guys know how this works, all right? Because I I started I found sports books last year, guys, and it changed it changed my whole life, all right? Big fan, all right. But the NFL season is here, and if you are looking for a sports book, put your money where your mouth is and look no further than Bet US. You probably already know that Bet US has been around for almost three decades thriving and paying their loyal customer base that can be you just click in the description below head to betus.com call 800-69-BETUS that's 800-MY-BETUS and that is b-e-t-u-s dot com use promo code RAM Showcase for a 125% bonus on your first deposit RAM Showcase 200 all one word if you're depositing with crypto and get a 200% bonus BetUS has NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, golf, and so much more to bet on. You want to bet on the Rams? Do it. I mean, that's the easy one. Go do it. If you want to bet on Jake Paul, do it. Pro or or against whatever you whatever you choose. I think it's exciting, so go Jake Paul. I'm doing it. Uh, but don't forget to check out the online casino games also. I went up to a casino for the first time in my life, and now I'm hopping on the BetUS casinos because that stuff is fun. <laughs> But follow the lead of Sheriff Joe Bags. Get on your phone. Go to BetUS.com and sign up today with a sports book known for its longevity and integrity like I did. You bet, you win, you get paid. That's BetUS. If sports books is not really your game, well, I got good news for you. Thrive Fantasy. That's where you might need to be at. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. So a little bit different than the regular just straight fantasy because I'm not a fantasy fan, all right? I'm not I'm not into the fantasy football. I can't get into it. But you know what? You can eliminate all the research and all those sleepers and focus on the top-tier talent of the NFL who will actually have the biggest impacts on the games every single week, week in and week out. Choose 10 of the top 20 available player props. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is. If it's more likely that Stafford goes over... Then you get less points for that if you select under. If it's, you know what I mean? 
Does that make sense to you guys? It should make sense to you guys. If, if he has a higher chance of going over, you make more points for going under. You get your prop picks right and rack up those points. Thrive has over $140,000 in guaranteed prizes for week one and has already awarded over $4 million. You want a chunk of $4 million, head over to Thrive Fantasy. Use code RAMSHOWCASE. Or you can follow the link in the description below and receive a 100% match of your first deposit up to $100. So you put in $100, boom, $200. That's what you got to play with. Download the app on the App Store or Play Store or visit thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Let's get into our fan case. Let's hear sponsored by Shaw's Customs. We typically will have a uh, game preview that is actually sponsored by BetUS. Uh, but there's no game preview this week. So, of course, we can't do that. But we got uh, fan caseless to get into. Have not read a single one of these. All right. So I was at work today. It is uh, the first of the month. I'm not going to get into my job, but uh, it is the first of the month. And in my job, a little bit of a bananas time. All right. So was not able to check these out. This first one comes from Gary. Do you see the Rams going after any of the guys cut by other teams, specifically at linebacker or running back? You know what, man? I would have said yes before the Sony Michelle move. Other than that, I don't really think that... I mean, there was some bigger names cut. Devonta Freeman was cut. Um, I know that uh, Royce Freeman, I think, was cut from the Broncos today. Did he land somewhere already, though? I don't remember seeing... I, I did see it just kind of pop in, though. I get I get Broncos news pretty regularly out here. But there are some, some names out there, but I'm not sure if the Rams will necessarily make a move, especially if that means cutting one of the guys that we currently have, which I would have to be somebody like Perk or uh, Jake Funk. And I just don't think that the, the team is really wanting to do that. On that linebacker spot, I like our linebackers quite a bit. And if I was making the decisions, I would not be searching for one. Uh, that's just myself, though. Let's see here. Next uh, chunk here come from Cody. Let's see what you got, Cody. Codes. All right. Uh, I'm going to be at the game at week two versus the Colts. What do you think the chances Carson Wentz plays? And if he doesn't, do we steamroll them? You know what? I don't think we steamroll them whether or not Carson Wentz plays. I think it, our chances of winning uh, jump up a bit if Wentz is not in there because Wentz is a very good quarterback. He kind of diva it up a little bit in Philadelphia, but, you know, Philadelphia kind of pumps out divas. They kind of do that. You know what I mean? So it's weird. They're a weird team like that. But um, so I, I think that the Rams have a good shot at winning that game no matter who plays, but it does sound like Carson Wentz will be will be ready and back for that one as well as uh, uh, Nelson. So it looks like... Um, they they look good, even though we we heard that they were gonna be out like until like week six. <laughs> now they're just playing, I guess. Let's see. Uh, Van Jefferson, considering I uh, should get more snaps than Tutu with how McVay uses rookies. If he balls out, could you see us moving Cup? Hmm. Uh, I I don't. Uh, that's a difficult one. I don't necessarily think so. I've also been on the train for a while now, though, that I don't think Cup's untouchable. Like, I think that he's a very realistic person to, to move on from. I was saying that as soon as the offseason started, I said that he was a potential trade uh, candidate. It turns out that the Rams tried to package him uh, in, a, in a potential offer. This is what we heard, at least. Package him to a potential offer to the Falcons for Julio Jones. So, you know, it, it, clearly he's not completely untouchable, but... Jefferson, I think that he does get some playing time, but Tutu, I think, does as well. I think Tutu mainly gets on special teams this year because you're right. McVay doesn't like to use his rookies that much. So uh, Van Jefferson, I'm excited to see what he does. He is like my ultimate sleeper on the entire football team. Is it like somebody who is not being talked about ever, but I think will have a solid contribution to this season for the Rams. Uh, I love Cooper Cup. Uh, got an autographed card with a piece of his jersey. But if he misses another playoff run due to injury, should we move on? That's pretty cool about the card. I used to love cards, and then I stopped. And I love the, like, collect things, man, because that's awesome. And I'm not bashing anybody who collects things. I mean, look at the stuff that I have behind me. You know what I mean? I'm, not, I'm clearly not against it. But cards were very difficult for me because I like to put things up. Cards were like... Uh, it's like, this is cool, but what now? Like, what do you do with it? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've got like drawers of cards. So I don't know, man. But uh, that's awesome, though. Th those jersey cards are pretty sweet. Uh, but if he does miss uh, another playoff run due to injury, should we move on? You know what? I, that wouldn't shock me. I, I'm not here to make those decisions per se. But if I was making the decisions, it would definitely factor in that he's missed a lot of the Rams' biggest games. 
He, he's he's hurt when we need him the most, it seems like. And he's a very good player, though. So I, it's, I don't think anybody's in a rush to move on from him. But at some point, you got to be like, we need you here, man. Like, where 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 you be at, Cup? You know? So I, I think it's a, a definitely a possibility here. So was Hecker not expected to take a pay cut? Uh, why we originally signed Corey B? Um, no, I don't think that the two are, like, mutually exclusive. I think that... Um, I, I think what happened here... This could be way wrong, to, so don't take this as gold or anything like that. What I really think happened here was I feel like it was a little bit Johnny Hecker's decision if he was going to stay with the Rams or if we were going to move on and go with Corey because we kind of had just a sweet out there. So it's like it, we just had one of those exits. you know, On the highway of, of his NFL career, he had an exit, and I, I think he chose not to take it. And I think part of that was the fact that maybe he talked to Bones, maybe he talked to, to, to Jake or Jeezy out in Dallas, and I, I think that was kind of my prediction of what was possible, like something that could have happened, that, that we cut him and he just goes to Dallas and our entire Super Bowl special team squad is out in Dallas. But you know what? Maybe something there happened where he's like, you know what? I want to stay a Ram. And so we were like, all right, we can do that. We need you to do this with your deal, though, and we'll and we'll get rid of we'll get we'll kick Corey to the curb over here. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if uh, I, I think it may have been Johnny's decision, honestly. But with some stipulations. It's like, I feel like we could have gone to him and say, like, if you want to go somewhere else, man, if you want to, like, link up with your former squad, uh, which is Bones, GZ, and McQuaid, or if you, which McQuaid actually got cut, so it's not even him anymore. That's unfortunate. But uh, it's like, if you want to go somewhere else, man, we've got somebody right now that we feel confident in. What do you want to do? So I think that that's probably, I feel like that's what happened. I'm not actually sure, though. Uh, do you think with a year of backup slash third string reps and an offseason, can Perkins take over the Wolf? You know what? I don't really think so. I, I, I don't think the Wolf is getting enough credit here. Also, with him not playing in preseason, I think that a lot of the Perkins hype is a lot of recency bias. I think that we're seeing the the perk out there, and <laughs> that's what we're going to call him now, the perk. Uh, we're seeing the perk out there a lot, and you know that's where people's brains go. We see him hurdle somebody against Dallas. We see him throw a couple touchdown passes, and people are like this guy's amazing. And it's because we haven't seen the wolf in it over a, a like or over the entire offseason or anything like that. We also haven't seen Stafford play for us ever. So, who is the battle for third string running back? Jake Funk or X Jones? I'm a fan of Mr. Funk. Yeah, the uh, all aboard the Funk train, bro. Um, yeah, we're we're riding to Funky Town. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Funk and. Um, you know, I, I think that Hugh gets in on, on, on offense a lot, but X looks to be uh, a little bit injured up. So I think it, it's, it's funk. Maybe Joe should get a Sean McVay jersey. <laughs> That's, dude, if, if I could find a high school McVay jersey, I straight up would. Is there any Sean McVay merch? I don't think so. Maybe you could just like try to do your hair like his. I don't know. Uh, why are people so down on the heck? He didn't play bad last year. He won the game and got us got us the game versus Tampa. Yeah, he's definitely still a very, very talented punter, and there's no reason to be like a hecker hater right now. Like, truly, what the heck, man? Like, truly. Um, but, no, I don't know what the hate is. I think that it's just because he missed those last two, uh, those two preseason games, and then uh, Corey was was booting some sick ones, man. Like, he had, he had some really good punts. The Packers got themselves a hell of a punter, honestly. So, no, I think people are just, uh, I think that people are down on Hecker the same way that they're looking at the quarterback position right now. We saw Corey for the last, or for the last game, of course, we saw Matt Gay punting against the Raiders, but, you know, Corey also had really a really strong punt against the Chargers. I think it was, the got him to the 13, something like that. So, I mean, I, I think it's just not seeing him in a little while. I think that's it. Uh, next one here from Cody. I've seen multiple fans all over the place calling for Johnny's job after the trade. What? I don't know what you're talking about here, man. Why would they call for Johnny's job after the trade? Then we don't have a punter. You want Matt Gay to do it? I mean, he did okay, but I, that doesn't make any sense. And this next one here comes from Nick. Looking ahead to week one, what's your favorite matchups? Solid question, actually, here. I, I like... um. Jalen Ramsey versus Robinson. I think that that's going to be a very fun one to watch. I, I think that's that's always a uh, uh, it's always fun to to watch Jalen Ramsey go against one of the better wideouts in the NFL. And Robinson, Allen Robinson, he's he's up there for sure. So uh, you know how how rusty is Jalen going to be, man? Uh, my new Facebook profile picture is me yelling at Jalen Ramsey, not like anything bad or anything like that. I was probably just like Jalen with like my lost voice was probably like Jalen. <laughs> I lost I lost the crap out of my voice in Denver. 
I just got it back like yesterday. So, yeah, but that's that's really my biggest one, man. And then it's uh, it'll be fun to see if if uh, Floyd is still is still uh, out here just ready to kick some butt cheeks of bears, you know, some bear cheeks. Let's see here. Let's head over to the YouTube channel. We'll start with GP Shadow. If the Rams never traded Goff, what do you think would have happened with the quarterback competition, given what we all witnessed with Bryce Perkins? That's a good question, man. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think anything changes. I think that if, if Goff was here, I think that he wouldn't have played in preseason, so we wouldn't have evaluated him in preseason. So nothing would have happened to his starting gig. The Wolf? Uh, uh, he also, I, I think he's solidified over Perkins. I think people are, I, I, I'm going to sound like a Perkins hater to most people, and that's not the intention at all, because I like Bryce Perkins, but I mean, I, I just, I, I don't think that, I don't think he did enough to be like a starter yet. You know what I mean? Like it's preseason. I don't know. I don't think anything would have changed though with that battle. I think that he would have still, I think he probably still would have made the team and maybe for a different reason. Maybe he would have made the team to have more depth there because of the lack of trust McVay had in Goff near the end of last season. But now with Stafford, I mean, that trust is there. So, I mean, who was it? Peter King, I think, said it. Uh, and this is kind of steering away from your question a little bit, but uh, Peter King was talking about it. Like the, the Rams offense will be better if for no other reason than Sean McVay trusts his quarterback again. Whether or not Matthew Stafford's better or worse than Jared Goff, we all imagine that he's better by how much we don't know. That's yet to be seen, but he's definitely not worse. But the fact that that Sean McVay now will be calling plays to to let him light it up, I mean, that's that's huge. Rams house, whose house? Let's see. Was uh, was the Denver Broncos Stadium louder and more electric than SoFi uh, when you went? That place was loud. Yeah, the Broncos Stadium gets obnoxious, bro, and they've got those metal stands too. So, like when you start stomping, it's felt. In 2010, when the Rams were up 33 to 36, and and Bradford's got the ball, we're trying to get a first down. It's just three runs to Steven Jackson, and we didn't get the first, but luckily Kyle Orton was their quarterback, so we still won. But I mean, there was like half the people there. Because everybody started leaving because we were like wrecking their souls. And that place was so loud, I couldn't even talk to my sister who was right next to me. I was like cupping her ear <laughs> to tell her things. Like, it was That's obnoxious. That place gets absolutely insane. SoFi, um, you know what? Because it was a, basically a two-for-one home game, the fan base was really split. It was like 65% Rams fans at that one. I heard it was worse for the, the Raiders. but so So no matter what happened, you were getting one side cheering you know what i mean but as uh, where in denver i mean you were there man i uh, you there was not that many rams fans they, like it was not that much at all it was the bulk was broncos fans the large percentage was broncos fans so uh i would say denver broncos were a little bit louder a little bit louder now that's for you guys all right uh next one here from rams house I don't know why I sang. <laughs> oh, man, that's fun. Uh, anyway, uh, who would you rather interview, McVeigh or Jordan Fuller? I would interview McVeigh because he seems easy to talk to. Yeah, man, that's I don't know why I read your question like that. That's I, that's not how you talk, but <laughs> it's uh, um, I would go Fuller simply because that's my dude right now, man. And um, I yelled Jordan Fuller for president at him while he was walking into the tunnel. Uh, he looked up and smiled. He didn't come over and talk to me or anything like that, but he's got my vote. And uh, Sean McVay, yeah, definitely. He sounds like a super easy guy to talk to, but I would be worried that in my situation or in our situation, uh, having your YouTube channel like I have mine, that he would that he would do the coach speak for a little while. Like we would have to break him down a little bit. It would take a couple episodes, a couple of episodes before he's just casually speaking. Otherwise, we'd get a lot of the uh, the above the neck and and uh, you know we really like. Like, the, you know the comments that McVeigh makes. I'm blanking on all of them except for above the neck, which I think he stopped saying now. Like, he got called out for saying above the neck, and now he's, like, consciously not saying it. <laughs> so, like, we're really excited about it. You know, you, you're like, it was a great person, great human being, you know, what he brings. Yeah, all that stuff. I feel like we'd get that for a long time. But I, I think that Jordan Fuller, man, that's, that's my dude. I would definitely love to talk to him. Last one here. What's Chris Garrett's favorite type of cheese? Oh, man. You're bringing it back for me. I love it. That's, um, you know what? I'm not even going to answer that one, man. 
I'm just going to appreciate the question. I don't have an answer for you, man. I've been so out of the cheese game. <laughs> the show has become lactose intolerant, I guess. But uh, we still got the fair quesos. Um, yeah, that dude. I I'm not gonna answer that one, but thank you, man. That's uh, that's a cool one. It's uh, yeah, Kyle. Kyle's uh, one of my biggest supporters. Was my biggest one of my biggest supporters forever. And uh, yeah, man, that's uh, that's fun. I'm not gonna give you one. I'm not gonna give you an answer. Just gonna thank you for the question. That was really cool. That's uh, that's fun. Maybe maybe we gotta try a different one. We, we could try like. I'll let you ultimately decide, but you know, maybe we could try to do it where it's like, what's this player's favorite TV show or whatever. You can use that if you want, um, or we could do, I don't even know, like who's that player's favorite player? That'd be an interesting one. I bet I could come up with some good answers. I would need to read them beforehand, though. I would need to like know <laughs> so that I'm prepared. Um, but that is all of our fan cases. Thank you guys so much for dropping those. I will be making a post like I did this week on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel uh, that has the, uh, the, the basically the prompts to leave me questions. Feel free to do it there, guys. But I do appreciate you guys. If you guys um, will be sticking around this season, we got some really cool stuff to uh, unload as the season goes on. Uh, we will not be starting live shows before the season starts, uh, but we will be getting those going at some point during the season. I believe that that will happen on Wednesday. I record on Wednesdays, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out as it gets a little bit closer. We're going to do just a little bit of a snag, but um, we're still rocking on that one, and, and we'll definitely get live shows sooner rather than later, definitely. So, um, But that is, um, yeah, make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That's what's next. It's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. That is going to do it for me. Thank you guys so much for being here. I genuinely appreciate you guys. And if you guys listen to me all the time and never say anything, say something, man, because I absolutely love that. I eat it up, and I want to have those conversations with you guys because it's uh, it makes it just a lot more fun for me, for sure. So uh, some good stuff here. If you guys are in the Colorado Springs area, make sure you guys hit me up. We'll be watching games this year. Uh, other than that, though, man, I have been Sheriff Joe or. I am Sheriff Joe Bass. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.